It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros general manager James Flick as we are every Sunday before the Astros wrap up the first half of the year uh, with a game this afternoon against the Yankees. And uh, James, you're coming to us from uh, West Palm Beach. That's where the Astros uh, draft room is. That's where you have everybody, everybody gathered. And, um, you know, the draft starts uh, later today. Of course, you guys don't pick until the 87th pick overall and first pick in the in the third round. So uh, is it I mean, I know you still have to set up, but I'd imagine it's probably a little quieter today than it might be if you were picking it. Yeah, a little bit, um, but it doesn't lessen the amount of work that we have to do to make sure that the board is all lined up. Um, you know, the difference between having no picks today versus one pick, which is what most teams have, uh, isn't that great. But um, we will take the day and continue to work through our board and make sure it's lined up. And then we'll see how the chips fall tonight. Uh, and we'll circle up afterwards and then early tomorrow morning and get our plan in place for tomorrow. And everybody's different in terms of how who they have in the draft room, how they set up the the draft room, or you know, some teams have all their amateur scouts there. Some just have cross checkers. What what about you guys in terms of the size of your draft room? Yeah, Chris and Charles have invited everybody. Uh, it's a larger room. I think that's appropriate and important. Um, nobody knows these players better than the area scouts who have been with them, not just this year, but for the past couple of years. And they know their, their coaches, uh, oftentimes they know the families, teammates, uh, that's where a lot of the work comes in. And so you want to have those voices in the room. And I also think it's a good educational experience for everybody to get in there and hear all the viewpoints, see how the process goes, see how we decide who, who goes where on the board and those kind of things. And there's a lot of benefits to it. Is there anything that stands out to you about this draft? I know, you know, they'll talk about certain drafts or, you know, maybe more college pitchers or high school position players or what have you. Is there anything that in particular that stands out to you when you guys kind of just look at this field? Not in particular, no. Uh, it's a little bit of a different field because you have so many players that were not drafted last year that are coming back with an extra year of eligibility because of COVID. So you have some older players who could go back to school if they wanted to, where in a normal time they, they would be seniors or, or something like that. So we have to do a little bit of, of work around those kind of uh, unique cases. But by and large, uh, the draft doesn't strike me as dramatically one way or the other. Looking at the the Major League Club, you got a couple of pitchers back this past week, Joe Smith and, and Brian Abreu. Uh, and obviously that's really good news to have both of them back and, and both of them pitch very well in their in their first outings. And I mean, you know, maybe starting to see this bullpen hopefully start to, to round into form a little bit more. Yeah, and Austin Pruitt should be hopefully rejoining us right after the All-Star break. Uh, he's just got the last couple uh, things to check off the boxes. Josh James is right behind him. Uh, one of the benefits of being down here in West Palm Beach is that the first day that I was here, I got to see Pedro Baez throw his latest live BP. 
uh, talk to him, you know, express to him how, how excited we are to have him, how much uh, we're going to be relying on him down the stretch. And he's trying to get ready to go as quickly as he can. So hopefully we'll get him out in a rehab assignment here pretty soon as well. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Austin Pruitt, you know, six rehab games through three innings in his last rehab outing on, on Friday uh, with Sugar Land. Uh, I, I guess there's there could be some benefit there to, to having him maybe potentially stretched out a little bit in, in, in that bullpen. I mean, you always you're always looking for innings, right? Yeah, and this year more than any other year. And so we want to keep all options on the table when it comes to, to Pruitt and see, is he better suited in, in a uh, one-inning role? Is it a two-inning role? Maybe a three-inning role? We'll see what that looks like. But, you know, he's shown the ability to start. He's shown the ability to relieve. And we're just going to kind of see which way our, our team needs him and which way he feels most comfortable and try to line those up. So with Josh James, you know, four rehab games, including he also pitched in that game for Sugarland on on Friday, his last outing. What, what are kind of the next things you need to see from him as he continues to come back from that hip surgery? Well, for a guy who's been uh, out as long as he has with the hip surgery, it's more just buildup. Uh, we should think of these guys as though they're going through spring training right now. And so he's in his you know third or fourth week of spring training at this point. And so it's basically just getting through a normal progression, building up. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, this is right where he was last year when we were starting up with spring training and the season starting in, in late July. So uh, it's not dissimilar to that. Uh, we'll continue to work with him and the trainers and make sure that he's built up appropriately. Is, is starting off the table for James at this point? Well, given the number of starters that we have right now, I don't think that's the role that we see for him in the short term, but it is something that he showed that he could do last year, and we don't want to take that off the table for him. But right now, the needs of the team, I think, are a little bit more in the bullpen. All right, we'll have more with Astros General Manager James Click right after this. Young Astros fans, it's never too early to show off your Astros pride. With the season in full swing, be a part of the official Astros Kids Club today. Kids 12 and under can join the Astros Buddies Club and receive a Buddies backpack, cap, socks, and access to exclusive events and activities throughout the year. All for only $25. What's even better, it will get shipped right to your door. For more information and to purchase your Astros Buddies membership, visit astros.com slash buddies today. Welcome back. Once again, joined by Astros General Manager James Click before the Astros uh, take on the Yankees and, uh, you know, the trade deadline coming up on the 30th. So we're, we're you know, a little more than two weeks out from that. And I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but the draft getting pushed back happening this week rather than in June, that kind of changes things a little bit. Have you noticed that maybe there's not as much chatter uh, and, 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 and teams communicating as there normally would be at this time because guys are waiting to get through the draft? Yeah, there's no question on that one. I've, I've already had a couple of phone calls where I called another team and, and they've said, hey, listen, we, we know you guys don't pick until day two, but we pick on day one. So we're kind of focused <laughs> right there, um, you know, but, but we still have the conversations, but it, it's clear that the teams are, are locked in. Uh, on the draft right now and that is certainly taking some of the attention away from the trade deadline but we're going to do our best to walk and chew gum at the same time and, and try to try to look at both of them but with the draft starting tonight uh, I think it's natural for the industry to focus on that for a couple of days and hopefully shortly after the draft we can pick up those conversations again and get moving on ways to uh, improve the team. When you look at the way the Astros have performed I mean one more game remaining here in the, in the first half 54 and 36. I'd imagine you have to be pretty pleased. Obviously, there no one's ever completely satisfied, right? There are always areas where you can improve, but I'd have to think you'd have to be pretty pleased with what you've seen from this team and the way they perform, despite you know dealing with injuries like every team does and and coming back from a, a shortened season as well. 
Yeah, there's no question. And and you try to take the long view on these kind of things. And, you know, certainly it's been frustrating the last couple of days, um, you know, not to be able to push across a few more runs, but every team is going to go through stretches like this. And if you take the long view and you see that we're, you know, close to 20 games over 500 at this point, if you're going into the all-star game, you know, 20 games over, you're on pace for 35, 40 games over 500, which is upper nineties. And so, um, that puts us in a very good spot to, to get a playoff spot to win the division. So that's what our focus is right now. We just want to win the division, get in the playoffs and, you know, get, get our focus over there, but taking the long view of things, given everything that we've gone through, I would say we're certainly very pleased with how things have gone. And the all-star game coming up on Tuesday and four Astros selected for that. None of the four are going to be playing all opting out for injuries or other, other reasons. How weird is that going to be? Because every year I think everybody kind of looks toward the all-star game in the industry. And that's like the one night where everybody's kind of able to, to sit down and watch the same baseball game. It's going to be, I mean, obviously guys have their reasons, but this has to be a little unique to not have any Astros there. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to note that all four of these guys, um, when I talked to them or, or when we had Dusty talk to them, have noted how honored they were to be selected, but each of them makes an individual decision. Each of them decided what's best for them and, and for the team. Uh, it's an incredible honor to be selected. Ryan Presley, I think the other day on, in media, cited it specifically, and he's told me as much. Michael Brantley, the same thing. I mean, these guys know what an important thing it is to go and to represent the Astros in the city of Houston at the All-Star game, but we need to keep our focus on making sure that they're healthy and making sure that their families are taken care of. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, it's just with the timing of a lot of things right now, that it didn't line up, but we're hoping that, you know, next year at the all-star game, we'll have four or five or six Astros there. And one of the Astros all-stars, Carlos Correa, he had already opted out, but now in health and safety protocol, same with, with Brooks Raley, uh, you know, Correa obviously uh, has been, been pretty sick. According to Dusty Baker is the hope that uh, both of them are back uh, when, when the team plays again after the break in Chicago. Yeah, that's the hope. But, you know, we have to go through the health and safety protocols. We have to get everybody cleared. We have to make sure that they're symptom free. We have to make sure that they're testing negative. We have to make sure all of these things. Right. And so, again, th these protocols are not just if people test positive, it could be for symptoms. It could be for direct exposures. We can't comment on it beyond that. But our hope is certainly that they're back right when the break is over and, and we can get them into Chicago. But we do have a lot of uh, paperwork we have to file and a lot of things we have to make sure are, are all set before we can affirmatively say that. I want to ask you about uh, outfielder Colin Barber. He's a fourth-round pick of the Astros in, in 2019 uh, and a uh, high school kid uh, drafted out of, out of Chico, California. Uh, he hasn't played since uh, May 26 with, with Asheville. Uh, I know it's a little different this year because – the rosters are a little bigger at each level, so don't necessarily have to put a guy on a, on a designated injured list. But uh, what's going on with, with, with Colin Barber? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, about a month and a half ago, uh, he was diving for a ball in the outfield and, um, and hurt his shoulder at that point. And, uh, you know, after a little bit of time and discussion, uh, he decided that surgery was was the right go. So he had surgery a little while ago uh, to kind of anchor things back in the shoulder and, uh, and get things stabilized in there. So it'll keep him out for pretty much the entire season. Uh, we'll kind of see how we go from there. But you know, unfortunately, it's uh, it's a tough one on top of the last 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 season last year uh, to to miss a bunch of it this year. But he's a guy that's got a lot of fans in the organization, and we'll get him healthy. And um, once he is, he's a big part of our future. All right. Well, hopefully, Colin Barber is back really soon. Hopefully, all the other uh, Astros who are out right now are, are back very soon as well. James Click, 
Astros general manager. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, good luck with everything uh, with the draft prep and everything going on this week. As, absolutely appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Subscribe to AstroCast. Joined by Justin Verlander, Lance McCullough, Michael Brantley. Tons of interviews. Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa. Follow your favorite team. We definitely love playing in front of our fans in Minute Four. The H. <laughs> AstroCast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Toro, the go ahead run at third. Straw at second for the Astros. One out, bottom of the sixth inning. And Jose Altuve coming up. Game tied at six. Of course, Altuve from Maracay, Venezuela, certainly knows this pitcher. And Jose, 6-for-16 lifetime off Petit, 375 average, including a home run and a double. And Altuve rifles it past the dive of Anderson in the left. That'll score Toro around third straw and coming home, and he will score without a throw. Jose Altuve breaks the tie with a two-run single. Eight to six Astros. Altuve's an Oakland killer. Six consecutive multi-hit games against the A's now for the Astros' second baseman. What a comeback. Jose, I know it's only July, but but given uh, given who the opponent is and given how the game started for you guys, just how, how big of a comeback was this for you in the grand scheme of things? I, know, I think it doesn't matter how early it lays in the season. We're trying to win games. It doesn't matter the situation. And, you know, starting the game like the way we did today and then being able to, to score some runs to win it in the end, it was, it was huge. You know, every win that we can get right now is very important and we feel very happy about it. Opening up a, a four and a half game lead, you've got a couple more against the A's. Um, how um, how much does it mean to you guys to sort of flip the division here in the last few weeks? And when you were chasing them all year, and now you have a, a pretty good lead here with a couple more chances against them. Well, personally, I tried I tried not to pay attention to who's winning or not. We're just trying to be focused on on us as a team. We can't control the season right now, so we just trying to win like i said every win we can get right now is very important we got five more games before the break so if we can win as many as possible you know we'll, we'll be happy about it jose you you guys hadn't had uh, Jordan for a, a few games but uh how nice was it to have him back and then you know kind of spearhead this comeback with a couple of huge swings oh yeah really good we miss him and the games he left but obviously he came back and, and today and those two homers i think they were key for for winning the game with the whole team is happy that he's back. Jordan Alvarez stands in, back in the lineup for the first time since Thursday, missed the last three days on the paternity list. Bassett delivers, and Alvarez cranks it deep to center. Lariano was back, still going back at the wall. He leaps and see you later. A two-run home run for Jordan Alvarez, and it's three to two A's. Alvarez with his 15th of the year. 3-1, and Alvarez drives it deep to left. Going back on it is Pender looking up. See you later. We're tied at six. Jordan Alvarez, second home run of the game. That's one home run for each child for Jordan Alvarez. Sharing the love. Five RBIs for Jordan. As Chris Bassett's day comes to an end after just four and a third innings, despite being staked to a 6-2 to two lead early in this ball game. Jordan, how much sleep have you gotten the last four or five nights with a newborn? Uh, truthfully, not not that much. Um, you know, I think the, the first night of uh, some rest I got was yesterday that the baby slept for most of the night, so I was able to get a little bit of rest as well. How are you able to, to be so sharp and come back here after that and, and do what you did tonight? Yeah, I've got, uh, I got uh, other motives, you know, to get here, um, to be able to do things well for the team. But, you know, just that's, that's my drive. 
on the second home run in that situation? Are you, you eyeing a pitch to get away and maybe go to the Crawford boxes right there? You know, what's your approach with, you know, Bassett sort of, uh, you know, running out of steam and you, you got a chance to put him away? Yeah, I wasn't uh, up there looking for any specific pitch uh, in particular. You know, I just wanted to make good contact on the ball in that situation. Uh, I think I got the 3-2 count, uh, and I was just looking for a good pitch to be able to hit, and uh, that's what I was able to do. I didn't want to rush myself in that situation. Uh, just wanted to find a, a good pitch to hit, and uh, I got one there to, to connect well. How special is it for you, Don, when your team gets behind like that in an important game, you're able to put them on your back and carry them to a win? It's uh, super exciting to be able to, to just play that role in the game, you know, to be down uh, by a bit in the game and be able to, with one swing, with one big uh, hit, to be able to return it to a 0-0 game pretty much is, is a is a huge thing. Uh, it was a very exciting moment. A lot of things go through your head um, after after making contact on that second home run, you know, that you're having a great game. Um, just a lot of positive things that are going through your head in, in that situation. Jordan, I think we talked about it last week, but how much when you play defense, when you start in left field, how much do you think that allows you to stay in, uh, stay more engaged maybe than you are at DH? And I mean, do you look at your numbers? Your numbers are pretty good when you when you're starting in left field offensively. Yeah, I think uh, just like I said before, I think it, it really helps me stay, um, you know, active and it helps me, my body stay in an athletic shape, um, you know, rather than just sitting in the dugout between every at bat when I'm DHing, you know, I, one day I'm in the outfield, the next day I'm not, but I'm, I'm getting more movement in. I think that helps me for sure to maintain a rhythm uh, at the plate. A's with a 6-3 lead over the Astros, top of the fifth inning, and allowed eight hits combined over those first two innings, has given up one hit since. Maldonado heads out to the mound for a word with Fromber as the Astros get activity in the bullpen for the first time as the A's once again with Ducks on the pond. They've had base runners in every inning tonight off of Fromber Valdez. 2-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on a curveball and a dirt. Picked out of the dirt by Maldonado. He tags Murphy. And that is the sixth strikeout for Valdez. Strands a couple of runners. Just what the doctor ordered for the Astros. Fromber, how, how, much, how big was your curveball in that fifth inning to get out of that jam? Yeah, no, I was uh, really happy with that situation for him to be able to tie the game up like that uh, in a big situation. Um, I, my outing had ended at that point, so I was just really happy to be able to see him uh, come through in a big situation for us like that. Yeah, I don't think I've had really any kind of problems starting games. I think the only thing that maybe I could do is be a little bit more aggressive to start with. I mean, I'm already aggressive, I feel like, but um, they obviously were very aggressive with their approach tonight, and they were a little bit ahead of me in those first couple of innings. So uh, it was just something that I had to change a little bit, but um, I was I was still happy with the job that I did after that. I uh, just was a little bit surprised by uh, them being a little bit more aggressive than, than normal uh, in those first few innings. You know, I think uh, we're teammates here, so obviously if, if uh, the family of one of our teammates is good, uh, that, that's good for everybody. I mean, it helps us be a little bit more relaxed. Everybody's happy. Uh, so Jordan came back happy. Oh, same thing with Maldonado. His family's doing well, so everybody's happy for that situation as well. But, yeah, uh, just happy for Jordan and, and for the birth of his child. And I think he did a good job celebrating it tonight with those two home runs. They were really aggressive early in the count against you and on a, on your sinker, on your two-seamer. Um, were you surprised by that uh, plan, and how did you adjust to that? They, they surprised me with how just how aggressive they were. Uh, caught me a little bit off guard, to be honest. Um, but just a matter of making my adjustments. You know, they got me in the first couple of innings there, and then I was able to throw – uh, three scoreless innings after that. So, um, you know, it, it did It did surprise me, though, just how aggressive they were uh, from the first inning. 3-2. Breaking ball lifted to shallow left. Coming in, Brantley getting behind it. He makes the catch. Lariano tagging. The throw to the plate on a hop. The slide. Lariano is out. Two away. Textbook play in left field by Brantley. Got behind it. Had momentum. And a perfect 
One hop strike to home. And that could be the play of the game, no doubt about it. The Astros five-time All-Star. Michael, were you surprised at all that they sent Loriano on such a shallow ball? I'm not surprised at all. Loriano's a great runner with plus B. Um, it's my job to get behind him the ball and get to the right fundamentals and try to make the best throw I can. With the way this game was going, it, it looked like it was going to be tight. Is uh, is there more emphasis on a play like that where, you, you know, you guys really need to get that one? I mean, it turned out to be, a, you know, a, a crucial play for you tonight. Well, we know we're playing a great ball club. Uh, you can't give them extra outs, can't make mistakes. You know, we try to limit to them the mistakes as much as possible. Uh, but at the same side, you know, we've been playing great defense as a team all year. So we got to continue to do that. Um, you know, we feed off that, and uh, yeah, it was a big play at the time, but at the same time, we did, you know, all around game of, you know, obviously two big home runs, and you know, our pitching staff did a great job, so it was a team effort. Michael, just kind of building on that, the last five games or so, it seems like it's been really grimy. What do you, what do you make of the way you guys have just kind of found a way to win, given the way, you know, yesterday's game started, you know, today we, you guys needed that, that big throw from you. What do you make of the way you guys are kind of just battle? This is baseball. Uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna have different, you know, types of games every single day. Uh, we play a lot of them. But at the same time, uh, everybody in that locker room competes at a high level. We do a great job of preparing as a team. Uh, you know, we take our ground balls the right way. We take our fly balls the right way to put ourselves in the best chance to make plays like that. Uh, we'll continue to do that all year and continue to play as a team and hopefully, you know, have great outcomes. Hey, Michael, how big is it for you guys to be able to get a, a pretty good lead over the A's, especially um, heading into the uh, All-Star break? It's too early to look at standings, in my personal opinion. This is just me commenting. Um, but at the same time, uh, playing competitive baseball, I think that's what's going to lead to getting a bigger lead. Um, just going out there daily, no matter who you're playing, staying focused on um, the task in hand, never looking too far ahead, never looking behind to stay in the present moment and uh, competing as a team. Brown the walking lead in foul territory off third, Pender off second. Another 3-2. And that is at the knees for strike three, and Kemp goes down looking. Got him on the changeup, and the inning draws to a close. A's got the tying runs in the scoring position. But they're stranded. Luis, how would you size up your uh, your outing tonight? It was okay. It was good. I felt good. It was good because we won, so. <laughs> Luis, you were using your curveball a good bit the first time through. Um, how good was that pitch for you? And then it seemed like you really got feel for your cutter the second time through their lineup. Yeah, the curve was working really good today. Uh, and the cutter, too. And I felt great with it. So he helped me to go through the lineup today. Overall, like you're, you're a pro. I don't think you've ever thrown more than 108 innings in any of your professional career. You're, you're reaching that point. You're reaching an innings limit where you haven't hit yet. How does your body feel overall, and how do you feel equipped to to pitch the next three months of the season? Feeling great. Uh, I mean, how the season going? I'm getting stronger and uh, made me feel good. So I want to throw a lot. <laughs> That's what I like to. Astros with four players with 50 or more RBIs. And this one's belted deep to right field. Tucker unties it over the bullpen in right field for Kyle. His 14th of the year. Righty, lefty, it doesn't matter. Tucker once again puts it on the barrel. And a big home run for the Astros. It's 4-3. to three. You guys have seen Manaya so many times not even just this season but last season just um what makes him so difficult and and what were you looking for in that at bat in the seventh well you started me a lot of sinkers um especially and so i was just kind of sitting on that really um 
but I mean, he's a good pitcher. Um, he's done really well. I know I saw this past month, he's been doing really well. And, um, I mean, we put up decent at bats, um, but we had had Jose's big swing and mine later on. So, I mean, he, he pitched pretty well tonight, but you know, we we did our part, got the win. So, it seems like balls hit to that ballpark, have <clears throat> that part of the park, have to. Uh, we, we saw one tonight's game, but you have a chance to be caught at the wall. But did you know when you hit it that you had gotten it? Pretty good, and you know it ended up going over the bullpen. Um, yeah, uh, I mean I hit it well. Um, I never know now. Like I, I just, I just keep running up because I, I feel like it. I, I don't know if it hits the wall or something. I'm just like standing at home, so like I feel terrible. So I just try and run. Um, but yeah, I mean I hit it, I hit it well. Um, figured it get out, and it did. So happy with that. You had hit the ball hard your your first two at bats. Did you feel like you were close to, to being able to do something like that in the in the seventh? Um, I mean early on it was kinda of late. The ball was going on me a little bit and I was just fouling them off and um so I chopped it into the ground but both times I was just late and I didn't catch up. So I was just trying to get down early, especially um that second at bat. Um I didn't get down early enough, but it was better. Um and that third at bat I got down early and and caught one. So, I mean, he he was throwing pretty hard today. He did pretty well. Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Astros today. 3-2. And that breaking ball drops in for strike three. Tony Kemp was walking back to the third base dugout before Ben May could even punch him out. He knew it, and McCullers has his sixth strikeout. Yeah, that little twister started in the other batter's box and came back to catch the plate. Garcia waiting for an 0-2. McCullers to kick in the pitch. And the breaking ball drops in for strike three. Garcia goes down looking. Seven punch-outs for McCullers, who has his first 1-2-3 inning of the afternoon. Two teams don't play again until September 24th. The 0-2 pitch to Olsen. And he got him. Strike three. Feather the changeup right on the outside corner. Gets him a strikeout looking. The eighth strikeout for Lance. And there's two away. Great pitch. No argument from Olsen. You said it perfectly, Steve. Feathered that changeup over that outside corner. So delicate. It's such a finesse pitch. Lance gave up two runs on three hits in the first inning. Those would be the only two runs he would allow today. Seven hits, two walks, eight strikeouts for McCullers over seven. Lance, what did you think of your stuff overall today? I thought I threw the ball excellent. Uh, you know, I can't really do too much in the first inning about, you know, the the, the jam shot pop-up and the jam shot ground ball. It is what it is. And, and after that, settled in, uh, had a had a solid day, um, felt good. It's a little easier <laughs> when you've already won both games in the series and, you know, you, you've got that, that big series victory um, over, you know, your opponent in division. So, you know, unfortunately, we, we didn't get the sweep, but we did play good baseball uh, throughout the whole weekend. And, uh, you know, we got to turn the page and uh, play well against the Yankees. Slider seemed like it was really working for you today. Do you think that was your, your best pitch today? Probably. I mean, the slider, the two seam was good as well. Um, early, the changeup was pretty horrific. And then later on, it kind of came uh, came through and working on it, trying to get that pitch going. And um, probably after the one I threw to Piscotti, I, I know I ended the inning on a strikeout with it. After that, um, changeup was really good as well. So I was pretty happy with most of most of my stuff today. You mentioned the A's. What's What's been the significance and the importance of just playing better against them in the regular season? Um I think you're what nine and four against them, something like that. After last year in the regular season, anyway, they they had your number on the way to the division title. Yeah, I mean, we had to play like seven of those nine last year at their park. Um, that didn't help. Um, 
but you know we know that they're you know they're our toughest competition as far as you know winning the division you know we have a lot of teams in, in, in our division that are playing well but we know that the a's are definitely one that we have to bring it against um you know they they are the AOS champs of you know last year and then even those runs we had when we won the AOS, you know 17 18 19 uh, they were right on our heels the whole way so we just want to make sure we're playing good baseball you can't always you know guarantee wins or you know get wins every time but you know playing good baseball you know th- you know you know good good stuff happens Lance, you mentioned how well you pitched. What what have you thought about the way the bullpen pitched, uh, not only today, but, you know, throughout the series? No, they've just been, you know, great. I mean, you can't really not say enough about the way Ryan Presley has thrown the ball uh, this first half. He was taking the ball back-to-back-to-back nights in safe situations, and he's given us multiple innings sometimes. Um, You know, he'll come in, get a tough out, and then, you know, go back out there. So, um, you know, having an anchor like that to use the bullpen, I think Press is probably the best closer in baseball having someone like that and then you know everyone else kind of is able to fit into the role you know Stanek's been throwing the ball extremely well um you take away one of his nights and he's got fantastic numbers Scrubby's come back from the DL uh thrown great uh Blake Taylor is throwing excellent so um you know Javier obviously is, is a stud and uh Bray we have you know Joe Smith all of our guys are just starting to fit into the roles are starting to you know, get to those matchups that, that um, you know, they're looking for and that they're doing a good job. Lance, just how do you evaluate what you've done this season going into the break? No, I mean, it's been a good first half, you know. Um, you know, I felt like more often than not, almost every time, really, except for maybe one game against Detroit, I feel like I've given our ball club a, a good chance to win on the nights I've gone out there. Um, you know, and, and, and that's the name of the game. You know, you can't always control, um, you know, everything that goes on, but you can control, you know, you know, your effort you can control you know trying to you know keep your team in it so for me that's you know the thing i pride myself on the most i know we've you know we've won quite a few of the games that that i've pitched i mean whether it's on, on my win column or the team win column um you know so so that's good to see and just gonna you know keep keep it going i think I got about 80 innings or so hopefully get another you know 70 80 in uh, on the back half as well and um you know keep pitching well and be ready for, you know, we got to keep winning, but, you know, the goal is the postseason, so be ready for that. And despite not being a regular, McCormick's seventh on the Astros in RBIs. Slow windup. Here's the 2-2 to McCormick. And that's pulled down the third baseline, a fair ball. That's going to rattle into the corner. It's a double for McCormick. It's 2-1. to one. Chaz McCormick, he's an RBI machine. Fell behind in the count, 0-2, worked his way back in it, got a breaking ball and pulled it right down the line and passed Chapman and into the corner. And just like that, Bob Melvin pops out of the dugout. They knock out Montas finally, and the Astros only trail by one. Chaz, why do you think you guys have played so well against the A's this year? I mean, obviously the result today wasn't what you wanted, but overall you guys have really handled the A's pretty well this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with uh, how we played against them this year. Um, I just think, you know, they're they're the top team in our division. I mean, well, we are, but they're uh, right behind us. And, you know, every time we play these guys, um, it's going to be a battle. Um, so, you know, they have good they have good pitchers, have a good lineup just like us. And uh, I just think it's always – we always have, you know, have to bring up the notch a little bit when we play the Oakland A's. You guys knock Montas – when you guys knock Montas out of the game – um, you think you you think you guys have a chance there? Just was it, was the goal just to get him out? Just with how good his stuff was? Yeah, yeah, totally. We he was uh, he was really good today. 
you know, slider was working. He was throwing hard today. Um, it was good to get him out of the game, but they got a pretty good bullpen. Trevino did well. Diekman did well at the end. Um, but yeah, Montas did did really well today. His stuff was uh, stuff was really good. Guys, what did y'all think of the way Lance battled and kept you guys in the game? Yeah, Lance did really well. Did really well. First thing was a little shaky, but you can't really do anything about it. Um, but then, you know, after the first inning, he was on cruise control. Um, so that was that was fun to play behind him. He was moving fast, throwing strikes. Um, watching him from center field, crazy because his slider moves so much. Um, but yeah, his slider is working today. Um, but that was huge for us. It was it was um, it was big for him to kind of forget about that first inning and then you know hit c- cruise control for the next you know six innings. He did really well, really good job. Chaz, how much more comfortable are you getting out in center field? With, I guess the more you do it. Yeah, I uh, felt comfortable today. Um, obviously, I didn't get enough. I didn't get that many fly balls today. I think I got two. But, you know, the more it'd be big if I can, you know, get out there and play center field a lot, um, you know, work on it. Uh, but starting to feel a little more comfortable. Uh, but really, I need to, you know, play center when when uh, when there's a fly ball pitcher. Um, you know, McCullers is a ground ball pitcher. And if I can get out there in center field and, you know, track down a bunch of fly balls like Straw does in some games, then that, that would be a big confidence um, for me. Uh, so, yeah, feeling a little more comfortable. Still need, you know, a, lot of, a little more work out there. Here's the 3-2. And that's strike three call. That one on the inside corner. Paints it in there. And that's the third strikeout for Granke. But the Yankees get one, a Judge Homer. And Zach Granke is out of this ball game after just four innings and 65 pitches. He's replaced by Christian Javier. Did you see anything with Granke? Did not. Nothing. He caught everybody off guard there. Hey, Zach. Uh, Dusty told us you're dealing with a little bit of shoulder soreness. Um, how did you feel tonight, and when did the shoulder uh, start to bother you? Uh, I, felt, I felt pretty good today. Um, it's been bothering me for a little over a month. and I'm just uh, hoping to have a shorter start this time and uh, a little bit of extra days from the All-Star break and be uh, rested for the second half is the goal. Are you worried it could be anything long-term? Uh, I mean, it's always possible, but uh, it's not the worst thing that I've dealt with. How do you think you'll you'll deal with it in the stretch, I mean, in the break, to try to be ready to make your first start coming out of the All-Star? Uh, we got a good treatment plan and a couple of days of rest. I'm uh, pretty confident that'll make, that'll make it better. Zach, is this just caused by wear and tear? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's been going on for a little bit. A lot of times this stuff just gets better and something else pops up. But this one's kind of stayed a little bit, so hoping to get it fixed. Was it tough for you coming out there after four innings? Uh, we, I think we kind of we had a plan for the most part going into the game that wasn't going to be the longest so, I mean, it might have been a tad shorter than planned, but it was sort of planned. Jacob. How do you feel just in general about your, your workload for the, the season, um, you know, and just like what you're projected to do for the whole season, especially coming off of a 60-game uh, schedule last year? I mean, I like my workload. would like to throw deeper into games, uh, more consistent. There's been a couple games, including today, that haven't really gone uh, as far as you'd want to. And so hopefully it could be more consistent throwing six six plus innings each start the second half. Did you uh, 
pay much attention to Cole and what he was doing? And you, did you expect that he, he was going to come out and throw the way he did and, and put pressure on your offense? Uh, I watched some of it. Yeah, he looked really good. Um, but, I mean, he's looked good every time I've ever watched him. So it's uh, nothing different than expected from his pitching. And that is the ball game. Garrett Cole with a masterpiece. A complete game shutout, strikes out 16, and the Astros beat the Diamondbacks 8 to nothing. One of the most dominating performances we've ever seen here for a Houston Astro. Swing and a miss, got him on a changeup. Garrett Cole, 300 strikeouts. First Astros pitcher to do that in 33 years. We marvel at the way Verlander and Cole finish their outings. They get better and better and better, and then they empty the tank. Swing and a miss, got him on the slider. Took him 10 pitches, but he gets his man. 15 strikeouts for Cole. That's a new Astros postseason record. You see what he did there? He hesitated, he paused at the top of his delivery to get him off stride. And it worked. Mike Scott struck out 14 Mets game one of the 1986 National League Championship Series. That's going to be all for Garrett Cole. Seven and two-thirds innings of absolute brilliance. J.J. Hinch takes the baseball from Cole. And listen to this ovation. Waves to the fans with his glove. Hey, Garrett, um, when you look back on your two years here, a couple questions in one. What, what are your fondest memories of playing for the Astros, and, and uh, what did being here for two years mean to you? My fondest memories, um, my fondest memories are probably a blend of, of both time spent with teammates in and around and off, off the field. Um, it's a special group of guys over there that are very welcoming and you know, I was able to develop, you know, really good relationships with and, you know, on the field, you know, getting to the World Series. Uh, unfortunately, we fell short, but clinching, clinching the AL West two times in a row, continuing that streak of, you know, winning 100 games. You know, there was a lot of performance out there to be proud of. So those those two things stick out to me. Hey, Garrett, I assume today was the first time since 2019 that you've walked into that building. What, were there any emotions for you? Uh, what did that feel like? Uh, I mean, it was good to see the staff here. Um, I've caught up with pretty much just about everybody at this point, uh, which has been nice. Uh, did a little, did a little work, did a little conditioning, a little walk out on the field. Um, I mean, there's a bit of nostalgia there. Uh, also, you know, doing my usual, getting the lay of the land, getting comfortable with the visiting bullpen, and uh, getting ready for my start tomorrow. So, I mean, how, how important is tomorrow's start for you? Is there any more importance to it than than other starts, perhaps? Uh, I think perhaps it's a. I think it's an important start, regardless. I think uh, obviously we have a good team that we're playing against. Uh, you know, somebody that the American League you know, measures themselves against as, as, as kind of, you know, top of the league and ultimately a team that if they continue to play well, we'll, we'll have to overcome them in the postseason. And, and then just for us, you know, as a group, we've certainly had our ups and downs. We played a decent series against Seattle. And I think we're just looking to continue that play through the break and end on a good note as a group and personally, and then, and, you know, close the book on the first half on a good note as well. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, on another topic, you're obviously going to the All-Star game with Judge and Chapman. Um, just with Judge, what have you learned about him as a teammate in the last couple of years that maybe you didn't know from the outside? Yeah, I mean, his, you know, his reputation pretty much supersedes it. But 
you know, it's it's one thing to hear about it, and it's another thing to see it. Uh, you know, just on a daily basis, always trying to pour into the other guys, making sure whatever he can do to help us be more prepared, to help us be more confident, to help us play together more, he, he's going to do, uh, along with, you know, his preparation for his, you know, his own routine in terms of getting himself ready to play uh, at the level that he expects. Uh, you know, it was a large expectation to live up to, and he certainly uh, fits the bill. Garrett, when you just look back at at the last couple of starts, what do you think has been the the largest issue for you? I think execution is what we've honed on this week, um, really getting the ball into the quadrants that we're trying to execute so that we can make the strike zone look bigger uh, and we can make people change change their swing a little bit, put pressure on different parts of the zone, uh, trying to make sure we stay aggressive and get count leverage. And then we're going on the corners. We don't want to be missing in spaces where, uh, you know, it's a non-competitive miss or it's, or it's too wide to uh, to even serve a purpose. So, have you, have you lost confidence at all over the past couple of weeks? I don't think so. Hey, Garrett, just following up on something that Zach Britton said last week regarding the enforcement of, of rules with pitchers and everything, he had said that the joint committee was supposed to meet uh, with the league and have some discussion as far as, as the enforcement and the way things were being done. Did that meeting ever take place? Yeah. Was anything accomplished throughout that meeting? What was discussed? Some of the particulars and some of the adjustments that the umpires in the league wanted to make in terms of where people are going to be checked. And and are those changes happening already or when do you expect them to happen? Yeah, no, they, they put them in they put them in relatively quickly. They just wanted it off the off the camera a little bit. Like for example, if the crew chief's at second base, he doesn't have to run all the way over to the field to the side. They wanted to delay it to get it to the dugout and, and just kind of make the checks a little more discreet. Uh, there was some clarification in terms of call-up umpires versus tenured umpires. Garrett, even though you had a, a good first start after the checking, because of the last two, there will be people that will uh, will say it, it must be the ball. Uh, when you hear that, does that upset you? Do you understand it? Uh, and how much do you think that that has – do you think anything has to do with anything? Well, I, mean, I, definitely, I definitely said it, you know, there's – on the record talking about, you know, that there is an adjustment. Um, but – Relative to the relative to the Boston start, especially in the, I mean, and I hate to be continuing to backtrack, you know, I'm trying to move forward, but I mean, there, that was that was a that was a really bad first inning and highly opportunistic uh, damage done on several pitches, and we settled in and and made pitches and pitched well after that. Um, then the following start, um, you know, as we continue to dive into it with the Mets, um, again, we weren't forcing enough. Of the issues on the edges of the plate um, and continue to miss outside of the zone. And, and those are, you know, those are, in, those are intent changes. Those are, those are delivery focused changes. I mean, at this, at this point, it has nothing to do with, at this point has nothing to do with, 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 uh, with the rule enforcement four four or five weeks ago or whatever. It's just, you know, there's ebbs and flows to your delivery as the game goes on throughout the season. And, we got to tighten up some stuff and we're looking, you know, trying to, trying to do that here and, and trying to do that against good teams. And again, that's, that's where my focus has been. And, and that's what we've identified as a group as, as what needs to, you know, what needs to kind of tick up a little bit. Garrett, are you, uh, are you good to pitch uh, Tuesday? I mean, are you, are you good to go to, in that game? Yeah, I think so. We're discussing some of that stuff a little bit. Aaron started the conversation with me today, but we are going to catch up tomorrow after I got my work done. 
Hey, Gary, how are you? Uh, obviously, uh, this weekend is the draft. Um, I'm curious your memories of going number one and just the relief of really having bet on yourself to, to pass up a first round pick and then to, to go through the whole process again and just what that memory is of hearing that you were going number one. Yeah, it was a special day. It was a special day for my family. Um, I remember specifically where I got the phone call, um, where I was supposed to be picked uh, about 20, 30 minutes prior uh, at my folks' house uh, on the balcony outside because we didn't have good cell phone service there, so you had to be in a specific spot to pick up the call. And... Um, you know, so I had a little bit of head start on on knowing that I was going to go, and I went down to just the local restaurant that we had spent a lot of family time, and there was a lot of people gathered, uh, and it was kind of, you know, it was it was a new perspective to, to know something, I guess, that, that no one else in that room knew, but I only got there a couple minutes before it actually happened, so I only savored that. Um, you know, it's a... It, it's an interesting point because it's a culmination of a lot of, you know, preparation and amateurism to get to that point and it's the end road of that yet it's the beginning road of you know ultimately the career that you uh, have been working for for so long um so maybe it's a midpoint uh but it's a big midpoint for sure um and i wish everybody luck going through the draft and uh you know i i hope they have a, a good time with it and and um you know, they enjoy it. The 2021 season is upon us, and the Houston Astros single game tickets are on sale now. Make your plans to see the Astros live at Minute Maid Park. From dollar dogs and Friday night fireworks to great plays and Crawford box home runs. Looking up, see you later! You won't want to miss a second of the excitement at Minute Maid Park this season. We can't wait to welcome you back to the ballpark because this season is for the age. Visit Astros.com slash tickets for more information and to get your tickets today. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbock Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLP and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbock Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast on the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way.